Well, hello, and welcome back to the Hornrink Podcast. I am Jeremiah Wooten, joined each and every week without fail by the incomparable Grayson Huber. What's up, Grayson? Not too much. Just uh, trying to get caught back up after a couple weeks off. Yeah. Well, um, an exciting... An exciting part of the season. We just had our first Super Regional in St. Louis. Um, and then we have two more Super Regionals coming up in the next two weeks. And then Grand Nationals a couple weeks after. So this is kind of the big part of the season where we really get to see all of the groups start to deliver a final product. Start to put in those um, those closers, those new endings, whatever changes and reworks they've done to try and make everything a little better and um i guess the first place we saw that was in st louis um which was broken arrows last show last boa show at least of the season i know they have some local competitions um the oklahoma oba state championships but in terms of boa they and pretty much everyone else in st louis aren't going to grand nets so for a lot of these groups, St. Louis was the end of the row. Yeah, and Jeremiah, I know that you were there, obviously. Uh, I think an interesting trend that we've been seeing over St. Louis the past couple of years has been more Texas groups showing up here. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, you know, what was it, five or six Texas groups making finals this year? Uh, yeah, seven in attendance, six of those groups made finals. So. Yeah, and I know, um, you know, obviously with the rankings coming out late last night or whenever it was um obviously texas showing up a lot in the top 30 i think st louis is a great example of why that's happening um you know being able mm-hmm. to compare a lot of the groups that are good groups in texas um and and showing up here and and really just performing at a, at a high level and you know bell getting third haltum getting fourth um you know it's performing really well against a lot of competition that's top level from the rest of the country at, at St. Louis. So uh, really interesting mm-hmm. to look at and kind of an interesting measuring stick against uh, Texas here. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and like you said, so Broken Arrow in first, uh, followed by Blue Springs, which is very typical. It's what we've seen at St. Louis for, what, close to a decade. We've seen those two at the top. Yeah. Um, and then LD Bell managed to grab that bronze medal. And it was interesting seeing them um, that high because LD Bell, you know, has been one that's kind of on the cusp of making finals at San Antonio, yet here in St. Louis they're walking away with the bronze medal. So um, hopefully this is a sign that they, um, they are stepping back up to what LD Bell used to be and um, will, you know, if they're able to, increase their score getting an 89-2 here if they're able to keep pumping up their score the next couple of weeks they shouldn't really have any problem making finals at san antonio of course scores fluctuate a lot from show to show so we'll be interested to see how they uh, do in san antonio um one of the things i was most surprised about was haltum getting fourth place here in st louis um i know they've come to st louis in the past uh maybe three years ago and mm-hmm. had always finished closer to the bottom. They were, um, you know, ninth, 10th, 11th in finals. Um, but then two years ago, 2017, they made a trip over to the Atlanta, the last Atlanta Super Regional in the 
Mercedes-Benz Stadium, and they did really well there. They finished, I want to say, third. Yeah, I think in finals think it was third. I know we were both there watching and was yeah. blown away by them uh, that year. So yeah, so we you know, and then last year in 2018 we really didn't see much from them, um, but then clearly they're back in force here in St. Louis, and this was the only BOA event we see them at this year, so we won't see them at San Antonio, we won't get to see kind of how they stack up against those other elite Texas bands, which is a little disappointing, we won't get that point of comparison, but still, nonetheless, an awesome program and an awesome show. Yeah, I thought it was... Um, any. Uh, just uh, wanted to hit on that real quick. Um, yeah. You know, obviously, like you said, in 2017, after a really impressive performance in Atlanta, um, they made their jump into the top 30. Um, and I can't remember how long they stayed there, but obviously, like you said last year, not really seeing them a whole lot, um, you know, kind of slid them off the board. And then they, they ended up placing 20th at San Antonio last year um, mm-hmm. in prelims. So, uh, you know, slid a little bit last year, but showing up this year to another super regional outside of Texas and um, really Im- being impressive. So uh thought that was really interesting. Not the first time that we've been surprised by them, that's for sure. Um, but like you said, I mean, you know, Broken Air and Blue Springs topping the board, always super impressive. Um, I thought it was really interesting, actually, the growth that Blue Springs um, brought compared to the last time that we saw them, which was in Cedar Falls. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just massive improvement from there. Uh, I think just a testament to, like we kind of talked about, them performing early in the season, which was kind of a first for them, um, versus kind of hitting their stride around this period. So uh, another strong showing from them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and like you mentioned, that Cedar Falls, that Iowa Regional, um, also Rosemount and Camdenton were both in attendance there, um, as well as O'Fallon. And we saw all four of those groups kind of completely shift placements. So yeah. Rosemount, who won prelims there in Cedar Falls, ended up finishing 11th in finals in St. Louis, behind Camdenton, behind O'Fallon, who they had both beaten earlier in the season. So it's interesting to see, you know, as the season evolves, um, you know, what the score you get at the first competition is not um, what you're locked into for the rest of the season. You see all these groups grow and change throughout the season as they're approaching a final product. And it's cool to see those groups that are really able to push to the end. Absolutely. Yeah, I thought um, it was really interesting to see, uh, talking about some groups, you know, towards the bottom of the finals and maybe just outside of finals. Uh, I was incredibly surprised that Bixby uh, did not make finals here. Um, You know, they, just a few weeks ago, um, won the Owasso Invitational. Mm -hmm. Is that correct? Um, And, you know, there they were, obviously it's not a BOA regional, but they were six points ahead of Bentonville. at that show, and here, you know, we saw Bentonville make the jump into finals, and uh, Bixby just on the outside looking in, so, uh, I mean, like you said, you know, a lot can change over the course of even a few weeks, um, just kind of a surprising result there. Yeah, and, and Bentonville was very safely into finals, Yeah. You know? um, in prelims, they were 10th place, which is especially kind of shocking looking at um, the 
that prelim schedules and where they performed in prelims. They performed in, I want to say, like, the second block Friday morning, um, you know, way not really in kind of those primetime spots of either Friday night or Saturday morning. And um, so it was awesome to see them really be able to stand out and make an impression on the judges that lasted all the way through until, you know, those judges were seeing bands like O'Fallon later that night and then mm-hmm. Broken Arrow the next day, um, that Bentonville was still that high in their minds uh, throughout the day. So, Were there any other uh, groups here at St. Louis that, that really stood out to you um, being there in person? Um, I, one of the shows that I have loved all season and including in St. Louis is... Um, Capel. Yeah. I just love just everything about it from a musical design, from a visual design, the way that they incorporate those veils yeah. and um, use it. You know, it's such a minimal idea because it's just this piece of cloth, but they use it in so many different ways and use it so effectively. And they interact and kind of play with both the visual absence as well as kind of an absence of sound and so they do a lot of um there's just a lot of alignment between what you see and what you hear which is what you want in a show you want to have that that incredible design that allows us to see the visual representation of what we're hearing and of course in their ballad there's this beautiful um trombone and i think flugelhorn trombone and flugelhorn um duet that I think it's one of their drum majors and then another of their Hornline members, and it is quite quite a beautiful moment. Yeah, that was another note that I had about Capel was uh, that duet that you're talking about. It was yeah, just incredible. Really, really, really good. Um, yeah. I think, you know, the use of the fabric veils, um, it's really cool to be able to see something that really in concept is very simple. Um, be executed in mm-hmm. a way that is, I mean, it really does just transform the show. Um, just a lot of fun to watch. Yeah. And they are not a band that's done though. So they're going to be competing in San Antonio in a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. And they're one of those groups that I am really, really rooting for to make finals. Cause I think they have the show that deserves it. I think they are performing it at a level that deserves to be in, but San Antonio is just such a bloodbath every year. Yeah. It's, very possible that we won't see them. So that'll be an exciting storyline to watch as we head into San Antonio. Absolutely. Do you have any other uh, parting comments for St. Louis? No, I think that's all I have to say about St. Louis. But as we're talking so much about Texas, um, let's go ahead and touch on the other Texas event that happened this weekend, the Waco Regional. Um, which it's interesting that this regional doesn't draw a stronger lineup of bands. You know, Waco is right in the middle geographically of Dallas and Austin and San Antonio. And it seems like they would be able to draw a a much stronger group of bands, but it was still an awesome show. We had James Bowie win in finals and won visual and GE Keller who finished in second, won the music caption, which was a little bit of a surprise to see Bowie over Keller. Um, Because I know just last year at San Antonio, um, 
James Bowie fell short of finals and Keller was pretty solidly in. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's interesting to see these two groups have kind of swapped and it'll be, um, it'll be interesting to see kind of what the implications as the season progresses as they move through some UIL competition and then, um, well, I guess not much UIL competition other than a regional, which have already happened at this point. But as we move into San Antonio, um, to see those last few weeks of the season, who's able to kind of kick it into gear. Yeah, and I will say I was I was pretty impressed by Keller, honestly. Um, I thought their musical book is, I mean, you know, obviously all the groups in Texas, their music book is usually pretty impressive. Um, yeah. But I really enjoyed it. Uh, I couldn't remember off the top of my head while I was watching it that there has definitely been a drum corps show that I had heard, um, I believe it was their like, second movement, in before um i'll have to do some research and figure that one out but uh just a lot of fun i really enjoyed watching that one yeah so fortunately though one that we will get to see again as their season has not yet come to a close absolutely um anything you want to mention about the uh the rankings that we released yesterday anything that surprised you anything that you think is super significant um I mean, I think, uh, you know, the results in Indiana are definitely interesting. Um, I don't know if you wanted to talk about that a little bit. Absolutely. We'll touch on. So we had, I guess, two weeks ago at, was it Center Grove's competition? Um, Avon beat Carmel, um, which Carmel had been kind of riding high as really the top band in not only Indiana, but also in the nation. Mm -hmm. Um, So to see Avon beat them at that Center Grove regional, or not regional, it was just an invitational. And then again, just this past Saturday at um, ISMA at the State Circuit regionals, um, Avon was again atop Carmel, and by a not insignificant margin, it was um, Avon got a penalty, I think a one-point penalty, but was still able to to beat Carmel by about a half a point. So um, it's gonna be it's gonna be quite a, quite a challenge between those two groups. As you know, Carmel has won now three consecutive national championships. Avon also has previously won three consecutive national championships, and probably aren't too fond of the idea of Carmel breaking their uh, their three-peat record. So. <laughs> We will we'll definitely see how that uh, continues to shape up. Um, and the first place that we'll, we'll get to see how that shapes up is at the Indy Super Regional this weekend. Um, so along with Avon and Carmel, um, we also have Blue Springs, who is one of the few bands I can think of who has beaten both Avon and Carmel at some point in the last few years. Mm-hmm. If you remember way back in... Was it 2016 um, at Indy Super in prelims? They beat Carmel. And, of course, that was the year Carmel went on to have their their third national championship in 2016. Right. And then just last year in 2018 at Grand National um, semifinals, uh, Blue Springs beat Avon um, in semis. So not many groups can say that they've beat Carmel or Avon. And especially not both. Now, granted, that's only in prelims. 
in finals. Blue Springs still fell back behind both Carmel and Avon. But um, it's not to say that it's out of the question that we could see uh, a bold challenge from Blue Springs. Yeah, I guess, um, you know, good segue into talking about Indy. Um, like you touched on, just about the top between Avon and Carmel. Um, you know, every year we're seeing it here. Uh, you know, I went back and, and just kind of looked through the last, like, four or five years. And, I mean, as you would probably guess, you know, the winner of this event between those two groups has usually bested the other. Uh, also at Grand Nationals, the only instance mm-hmm. uh, being 2016 where Avon really, really, really narrowly won uh, at the Indianapolis Super Regional and then Carmel, of course, like you were just touching on. Um one in the tiebreaker uh, during finals. Yes. So, which, if that had happened today, Karma would not have won. Correct. They would have been named co-champion. Correct. Co-national, co-champion with. So. Co. Um, you know, I mean, obviously, what that tells us is just that. I mean, unless it is a razor-thin margin, um, you mm-hmm. know, it sets the stage pretty boldly for. Uh, you know, we're looking to see in Grand National. So, uh, interesting preview here, obviously, being in the same stadium as Grand Nationals, too. Um, can't help but start to yeah. get ahead of yourself a little bit and start thinking about how things are going to turn out in the end. Absolutely. Um, and just looking at the lineup here in ND Super, there are so many bands um, that are returning from last year. Um, you know, we have 12 of last year's finalists are returning. Um, and then quite uh, quite a large group of other um, bands who have made finals, not last year, but in previous years. Um, so it's not going to be an easy competition this year. Um, it's There are quite a lot of challengers, even some challengers who aren't coming to Grand Nats, but are coming to Indy Super. Um, like Blue Springs, mm-hmm. like Castle will be here at Indy Super, but won't be at Grand Nats. O'Fallon Township will be at Indy Super, but not Grand Nats. Um, so it'll be interesting. Those groups in particular, I'm curious to see um, if they're, you know, because their seasons are ending this weekend or next weekend, will they be maybe further along in the in the process? Will they maybe have a more um, polished show because it's the end of their season and maybe they'll be able to slide a few spots up on some other groups who are still planning on having, you know, three weeks of cleaning after this weekend. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely an interesting thing to look at. Um, You know, we touched on earlier about Blue Springs just improving a lot, um, kind of pacing towards this end of season uh, that they had already, you know, had in mind from the beginning. Um, I think it's going to be very interesting to see how they uh, match up against Avon and Carmel. Obviously, with Blue Springs going up against uh, Broken Air this past weekend, it'll be kind of an interesting to see how they compare against, you know, those three top groups in the country. Um, Mm -hmm. So that should be very interesting. Um, I think, you know, Homestead would probably be the group, I would guess, being around that fourth slot. Um, You know, we haven't really seen a whole lot of them since the beginning of the season. Um, Mm -hmm. So... Should be interesting to see uh, see how they turn out as well. Um, you know, obviously a lot of really good Indiana groups in the mix. Um, 
Castle obviously will be there. Um, Center Grove, Lawrence Township, uh, you know, groups that are continuously towards the top of the group, um, consistent mm-hmm. finalists at the Indy Super. So uh, expect to see them around. Um, are there any groups that you think could surprise some people in the mix here? Um, I'm curious to, to watch uh, Blue Spring South. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't gotten to see them all season. I know they were at uh, the Cedar Falls Regional um, that I was not, but they have kind of slowly been been creeping their way up a couple years ago, um, earning like a medal at um, some early season regional in like Powder Springs and then in Clarksville and have really been um, slowly, slowly climbing up and have made finals at Super Regionals in the past. Um, they made it at, I think, St. Louis just last year. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm curious to see if they'll be able to grab one of those last few spots in finals. But as you said, there are quite a few groups competing for that last few spot in finals. So it will be a, a tough task, and there will certainly be more deserving bands than than there are final spots this year. Yeah, and I think, uh, you know, a couple of the groups that are going to be fighting for those last couple of spots, um, you know, Henry Clay from Kentucky, I think it was pretty impressive in Saint Lu- or in Louisville, excuse me, um, where they were seventh. And so I think they're a group, you know, with 14 finalists, they could sneak into the mix maybe, um, or at least be in, in range of that. Um, you know, Brownsburg was at Orlando a little well, short while ago, and got ninth in finals there. Uh, so, curious to see how they'll also uh, stack up here. Um, but I think North Harden actually is a is definitely a group to watch here. Um, obviously, in Louisville, they were third, only behind Carmel and Castle, which are two of the top groups in the mm-hmm. nation. So, uh, I think they could definitely make some waves here as well. Yeah, absolutely. And then one group I'm curious to see is Marion Catholic, mm-hmm. um, just to see how they are bouncing back from uh, from last season, from their first um, time missing finals at Grand Nationals in, like, a lifetime. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think, you know, also touching on Marion Catholic, uh, while we were talking about St. Louis and, and talking about kind of how some of those Cedar Falls placements uh, flipped around quite a bit, um, mm-hmm. you know, Marion Catholic was about three points behind O'Fallon at Cedar Falls. So mm-hmm. uh, something to watch out for, whether, you know, they can close that gap a little bit um, in Indianapolis. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and it's it's very common for Marian Catholic especially to see them um, not place as well earlier on in the season. Um, and then by the end of the season, they're, you know, back up near the top. Honestly, so. even even at the Indy Super, usually, you know, I, I feel like there was a string of years in a row where, you know, people would see them in Indy uh, a couple of weeks before Grand Nationals and be like, I'm not really sure about them, you know, and uh, and mm-hmm. just the amount of progress that they make over the last couple of weeks of the season is always just incredible. So, um, you know, no matter really what the result is here, you kind of have to take it with a grain of salt heading into Grand Nationals. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. 
So let's uh, let's move on to one of the other regionals happening this weekend. We have a regional in Lynchburg, Virginia. This is a brand new location, brand new event. Um, Grayson, who other than Dobbins Bennett should we pay attention to here in Lynchburg? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, Dobbins Bennett, you know, the headliner kind of. Uh, but I think Green Hope is going to be uh, definitely fighting for a medalist position, I would I would guess, um, or at least in the top half. Uh, they were fourth in Johnson City, um, consistently, you know, regional finalist, uh, grand national semifinalist when they show up there. So I think they're a group to watch out for. Um, I think Bassett from Virginia and James Madison are two other groups that, you know, James Madison coming off of a win earlier in the season as well. Um, seeing how they step stack up against, you know, Grand National Finalist level talent should be should be interesting. Absolutely. Any other groups that you wanted um, to, to touch on here? No, I think you I think you covered it well. It's it's one of those regionals because it's new. Um, there's a lot of new names. Mm-hmm. We don't see um, terribly many. Virginia bands competing in BOA other than James Madison. Um, and, you know, Bassett is a name I've seen a couple times in the past. Um, other names that stick out to me, like Rock Ridge. Panther Creek. Um, but outside of, well, yeah, but Virginia oh, bands. Virginia, yes. Um, there's quite a few names on here that I have not seen in my life. Um, so... It'll be it'll be exciting and interesting to see how um, how those Virginia bands stack up, and you know it's always exciting to see BOA grow and expand to new regions and get more and more uh, new bands and new students exposure to um, to these incredible top level um, adjudicators and top level marching bands. So, I think probably my favorite um, uh, high school name, at least. Uh, at the regional mm-hmm. would have to be Walt Whitman High School from New York. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's pretty sweet. Pretty sweet. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and then the other regional happening this weekend is Powder Springs, um, which will be our our first look at Harrison, mm-hmm. even though it's already pretty late in the season. But this is the first time in a couple years that they have been to Grand Nationals. Um their last Grand Nats appearance was, I believe, 2015, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so it has been quite a few years, um, and we'll be interested to see how they do this weekend and how um, that sets them up for returning to Grand Nats after a couple years off. Yeah, I think, um, you know, talking to some people, uh, you know, looking at Grand Nationals and trying to kind of get an idea of what to expect there, Harrison is kind of the one major outstanding question mark that most people still have. Uh, so I think a lot of people will be paying attention here and trying to get a good read of them. Um, mm-hmm. You know, obviously some other South Carolina groups in the mix would be Fort Mill and James F. Burns, um, consistently performing at a really high level. Uh, I've always really enjoyed both of those groups a lot, so looking forward to seeing them here. Yeah. And you said James F. Burns is traveling west pretty soon? Uh, not James F. Burns. Fort, Fort Mill. Mill. Sorry. 
getting my South Carolina uh, Fort Mill is headed out to Fort Mill's headed to Utah um, to the St. George Regional, which is quite a long a long trip to take. Yeah. Um, for a South Carolina band. But I mean, I'm I'm all about you know groups getting to travel and go to a new destination for a, a regional or super regional. I think it's really cool and a lot of fun to see um, groups stack up against you know non-familiar competition. So should be should be a lot of fun for that group and hope they have a good time out there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it'll be uh, quite an interesting <laughs> trip for them. Um, and it'll be so so strange to see South Carolina meet Utah. Um, you know, people talk a lot about kind of the differences in regional styles of a lot of these West Coast groups, um, especially of the California bands. But Utah, um, similarly, is kind of a bit more of that West Coast style. And so it'll be a nice, uh, a nice meeting of South Carolina and Utah going head to head. Um, but that's not for, that's two more weeks away. That's the weekend in between San Antonio and Grand Nets. So we will certainly talk about that more as we uh, head later into the season. Um, but I think we have, we have touched on really everything coming up this season. Grayson, do you have anything to add? Uh, no, I think, you know, we'll try to try to be better the last few weeks of the season about getting uh, these recordings out there but um you know glad we could catch up a little bit and get back on track um so we will see you all next week as we break down what happened at the indie super regional and kind of set the stage and give our opinions and predictions for the upcoming san antonio super regional in two weeks and with that thank you all for listening i'm jeremiah wooten and i'm grayson huber And this has been the Hornrink Podcast. Bye.